Good morning. I just, um, that worship, um, I just feel like who am I to preach about Christ, you know, with, <laughs> who am I to do, you know, he's just, uh, he's just so worthy and so good and, and the answer, you know, only through Christ and, and um, trusting in him and through his spirit, but yeah, welcome to church. Um, it's an awesome privilege to be able to share the word with you uh, this morning. And um, so I've titled the message this morning, uh, His Ways Are Not Our Ways. And it's a reference from uh, the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 55, verse 8. And the plan is that's going to be the, the theme this morning on that, on that scripture. But um, yeah, let's, let's, um, let's, let's pray and... Uh, and then we'll we'll get into the get into the word, yeah. Father, I just I, I just just thank you for who you are, God, and um, I I just simply ask that you just um, draw us to you, you you draw us to your holiness, uh, draw us to yourself, to your face, to your glory. Um, we thank you that we can come boldly to you, God, through Christ through the blood that was shed for our sins, uh, through his body that was broken, um, through the veil that was torn, we can come boldly into your, into your presence. Um, but God, we ask that you would draw us to see your glory this morning. We ask that you would open up our eyes, open up our ears to see your glory, um, to see you high and lifted up. Uh, Lord, that we, would, um, that we would know you and, and know the truth that is you, Jesus Christ, this morning. So I pray, Lord, that you would do what you do so well, um, that you would just change and transform lives, uh, that you would work in our lives, Lord, that you would call us unto yourself, Lord God, as your chosen people, uh, Lord, to be precious before you in your sight through Jesus Christ, Lord God. Lead this time, Holy Spirit. Um, we just thank you that your presence is here. Um, do your work. Have your way to the fullest, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So, recently I've been reading through the book of Isaiah, and really blessed by the book of Isaiah, reading through it. And, um, and so I'm going to speak a lot from the book of Isaiah this morning, and, and like I said, uh, the theme this morning is His ways and not our ways, and um, we're going to unpack, look, look at that through that lens, if you like, uh, is the theme of the message. But I came across uh, these verses in the book of Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 18 to 19. And as I was reading through it, just really uh, stood out to me. It really um, struck me. And these are the verses here, starting at verse 18. And it says, Woe to those who draw iniquity with cords of vanity, and sin as if with a cart rope, that say, Let him make speed and hasten his work, that we may see it. And let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw near and come, that we may know it. <laughs> and so that's a, it's a, that's a scripture in a, in a time of um, the prophet, so the prophet Isaiah was speaking at the time. And um, it was a scripture with, about God's people, God's chosen people. And what was happening was they were, they were walking away from God. You know, they were walking in sin. They were knowingly walking away from his law and from his commandments. And what was happening was the, the prophets of the day were speaking 
to God's people and giving and warning them, warning them of walking away from God, warning them of walking in sin and and, and walking um, against His laws and and the subsequent uh, judgment that would that would come from that. And the people, God's people, and I've read different commentaries on this verses. Uh, and, and it's quite consistent amongst the commentaries, is, is that the, the people of God sort of replied with a bit of scepticism, a bit of sarcasm, and almost saying, you know, we'll bring it on, you know, let, let him speed up his work, let him bring his judgment, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll believe it when we see it type thing, you know, let, let it come, um, let, it, let, us, let him show his full, full counsel. And so I want to, so, so, I thank God that, you know, through Christ, I was reading through Isaiah chapter 53 uh, this morning, and I thank God that we have hope in Christ. I, 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 I thank God that, that we're justified and that we, we are forgiven in Him. Um, as I was reading through Isaiah chapter 53 this morning, it's prophetic language about Christ, about Him coming, about his humble beginnings, about his lowly beginnings, about not being esteemed in the eyes of the world or as, as a human being naturally with all the circumstances that he was born into the world and as he grew up. grew up, and But a lot of that theme in the book of Isaiah talks about um, that he bore our sins, that he bore our sorrows, that he bore our grief, um, that you know, by his stripes you know, we are healed. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. You know, the chastisement for our, our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, uh, we are healed. You know, he's carried our sorrows and carried our grief. And if you look through that chapter, it's all about him. It's just constantly, he's done it. He's bore our sorrows. He's bore our grief. He's, he's bore our sin. You know, he's uh, bore everything for us. You know, he's taken it upon himself. It's all about him. And later on in that chapter, it says that, you know, the Lord was pleased to make his, um, to make his soul an offering for sin. To, to The Father was pleased to actually crush him and bruise him and cause um, his judgment to come on his son. And, and this isn't pleasantry sort of words. This is, this is truth. This is the truth of the word of God, that the Father was pleased to do it because he knew what was going to come. He knew that through Christ's sacrifice and through Christ taking upon our sin, upon our sorrow, upon our grief, upon our transgressions, that actually that there'll be generations and generations of those who would come to faith and come to faith in Christ and come to salvation and come to freedom and come to eternal life and life abundant to the full. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that. But just going back to these scriptures about God's people saying, you know, God, hurry up your ways. Show us your full counsel. I think there's some application that we can take from that uh, this morning. I think when we look at the culture that we live in, we look at the times that we're living in now, there's, there's so much that's instantaneous, isn't there? It's just such an instantaneous uh, culture. Um, I think that, you know, we, we want to be, you know, you don't have to scroll too far through social media to see a get rich quick video where someone's making thousands of dollars in the, a day and they're working a couple of hours a day and they've, they've, they're on a beach somewhere and they say, you know, you can do it too and just sign up here and subscribe and it's easy. And, um, and, and things like, you know, um, being happy quickly and successful quickly and fulfilled quickly. It's this sort of culture that we, we're living in. It's the times that we're living in. I think we've got to be aware of that. 
And I think that, um, I think perhaps we'd be amiss or ignorant as Christians to not think that those influence can come in and influence our faith and influence us as a church and influence our paradigm of thinking and our, our theology. We've got to be aware of the times and the, and the culture that we're living in. And we, here we have God's people saying, hurry up his work. We want to see it. We want to see his full counsel. And I wonder how much us as, as Christians want to, want to see things, want to see God work, want to see enough before we step out. You know, want to see the full blueprint of his plans before we actually step out and commit to, to faithfulness. Jesus um, told the Pharisees, uh, who were the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees actually asked for a sign in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 39 to 40. And Jesus' reply was this, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And so what Jesus is saying here is actually the sign is, is him, is, is his death on the cross, is his resurrection. That's the foundation. That's, the, that's what we build upon, our faith upon, our life upon. Nothing wrong with signs and wonders. We want God to move powerfully. And I, I think we need to be expecting that and growing in faith and growing in belief to want to see God, you know, move powerfully in signs and wonders and miracles and healings and see him move powerfully. There's nothing wrong with the sign itself. But Jesus here, again, is, is addressing the, as he does so, as he did frequently, addressing the heart of the matter and, and addressing the intent of our heart. And I think we've got to be aware that we can be tempted to, to fall in to that as Christians where we're wanting to see something external. We're wanting to see enough, or we're, not, we're wanting our, all the ducks to be lined up in, our, in a row. We're, wanting, um, we're almost wanting God's ways to become our ways. We're wanting to, him to maybe fit into our timeline. We're, we're wanting to um, feel good enough and, and, and before, we, before we step out. And um, we're wanting to, you know, we're wanting to, um, we're wanting to condition God to, to, to our ways where it clearly says, you know, that his ways are not our ways. His ways are not our ways. So what's God after? Well, in, in the parable of the talents, there's a commendation given to the one, the one that stewarded their talents well, the one that has used their talents well um, before their master. And the commendation from Jesus is this, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. And it says, you've been faithful with much, you'll be given more, and you enter into the joy of the Lord, enter into the joy of the Lord. You know, it's faithfulness. It's, it's, it's faithfulness. Because when we have faith in Christ, when we have faith internally, it, what it does is it, it breeds faithfulness in our lives. It breeds us to, to commit to things, to, to see things through. And I think, like I say, we've got to be aware of the culture that we're living in. I think commitment and discipline. And all those things are on the decline. But, you know, God is calling his people to be faithful, to be faithful to him, to, to remain committed, to remain um, turning up, to remain disciplined, to, to remain um, faithful in him.
because we don't want to shortcut the process of what God's wanting to do. In James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4, in the book of James, it says, Count it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. We've got to let endurance finish its work so that we're um, perfect and complete, not lacking in anything in our faith. You know, we've got to let that commitment, and we can so easily shortcut the process when we, when we don't see, we don't see God moving, perhaps, or we, or we, we don't sense that um, he, He's with us. That sort of thing. We, we, we're looking for a sign, but actually, God calls us to be, to be faithful, to be committing and trusting to Him. I know that's heavy, but I needed to start start with that, and um, I'm going to build from here. So, so my nana is someone that um, is, when I think about faithfulness, she is someone that is, is faithful. She's in, her, she's in her 93rd year this year. Her, her birthday's going to be in September. So she's going to be 93 in September. And um, when I think of faithfulness, I think of my nana. And... Um, Invariably, you know, going out to her place, whether it be for family events or whether it be just myself, invariably I'd end up, you know, you know giving her a hug and saying goodbye um, at, at, when, when I was leaving, obviously. But um, I knew that it wouldn't just be a hug, a short hug and, and a short goodbye. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get away with that. But um, my nana would, after after giving a hug, would 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 come this close and 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 uh, would come really close to me. And I don't mean to be disrespectful in the way I describe it, but the, only, the way I can describe it is almost like she's trying to give me a hongi type thing or trying to give someone else a hongi coming that, you know, that close to you. And she'd come really close to you and, and, um, and she'd just speak into my life and, you know, say, Ryan, you know, the, the Lord's got plans for you. Ryan, you know, the Lord sees your heart. Ryan, the Lord wants to, to give you a holy boldness. Ryan, and, 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 and would speak into my life and it wasn't just me, it's, it's been grandkids, it's been, um, it's been her sons, it's been her daughter, it's been anyone really that was, that was there. And she's faithful just to go, God, what are you saying? You know, um, how can I speak? How can I encourage someone? How can I speak into someone's life? And she's just done it, you know, consistently um, over the years. I'm just thinking, you know, what if some of those words stuck? You know, some of those words stuck and just changed my life and, and changed other people's life just through her faithfulness of continually uh, speaking into people's lives. Um, she'd have a, she's got a bit of a finger like this and it's got a bit of a kink on the end and she's sort of, when, she was when she's emphasizing a point, she'd point her finger like this. And my, uh, my dad and, and my uncle are a bit cheekily naughty and they talk back to her like this. And... Um, and so she, she, but she's speaking to my life, and and uh, a psalm. She she'd often quote the psalm, uh, which is Psalm forty verses one to three, and it says this: I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. 
And, and you know, as she would speak into my life and things, and, and even as she said that psalm, I was just like, you know, thank you, Nana. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Nana. Yep, that's good, Nana. And yep, that's cool. And even as a Christian, you know, that's nice, Nana. But I look back now, and I'm just so grateful, and I look back fondly on her speaking into my life. I, I look at those scriptures there, those verses there, and at the time, I'm thinking, you know, they're nice scriptures, they're, they're good scriptures, I, I agree with them. Um, but now having, um, as a Christian, having had God deliver me from darkness um, on my Christian journey, have, having him deliver me from the miry clay, having him hear my cry and bringing me out of a horrible pit of darkness and, and, and setting my feet upon a rock and establishing my steps. I, I say those verses with a new emphasis, with a new authority now, because I've experienced the deliverance of God, delivering me from darkness. I've experienced him pulling me out of, of the miry clay. I've experienced him setting my feet on, on the rock. And I, I say it differently now. I say, you know, I, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. You know, many will see and hear the testimony of the goodness and the grace of what God's done. Because God has delivered me from some horrible pits. You know, he's delivered me from darkness. He's delivered me from hopelessness and despair as a Christian. He's delivered me from depression and some horrible places. And he's just experienced the freedom and the deliverance of the Lord as he lifts you up. I mean, you flip and love the Lord after that. Like, you just, I just love the Lord, eh? And, you know, he, he just, he just, I've experienced his deliverance. I've experienced his, his, his freedom as he just brings you out. And, and to experience that, to, 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 for the, to experience that is just something. And I just, I just think we're going to go to another woe now, but this is a good woe, just as a, just as a heads up. So we're moving to a good woe. And this is in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1, starting at verse 1. And it says this, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, Come buy and eat. Yes, come. Buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your, and your soul shall live and I'll make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. That is a good ho or, or woe, isn't it? Is that, is, that, is that sounding better? Is that sounding good? We needed to start with a, we needed to start with a negative woe, I think, and, and then we moved on to a good woe. But this, this here is this, this talks about an exchange, and and what I'm about to say, the statement I'm about to say, is I, I don't say it lightly because what I'm about to say, the things I'm about to talk about, there's part of me that wants this. It's not a very good part. It's a part that I need to make sure. In Christ, I'm trying to put to death every day. But there's a part of me that wants this. And I, I just want to say that there's nothing better than experiencing the oil of the Lord. There's nothing better than experiences where there's, there's no fame, there's, there's no worldly significance, there's, there's, 
no, no worldly status, there's no riches, there's nothing that this world can offer that's better than experiencing the oil of the Lord, that's better than experiencing that exchange. See, that exchange is one that talks at comparing the one of commerce and the one of worldly exchange with goods and services and, and, and the way that the world works. But this exchange up here that we're talking about as well, comparatively, is an exchange of the soul to God, it's an exchange of devotion, it's an exchange of time, it's an exchange of, of, of giving yourself over to God and experiencing his oil and experiences his goodness and experiencing his life. And there's nothing better than that. There's nothing more, there's nothing better that, that actually satisfies our soul and satisfies our being and satisfies our life than actually experiencing the living God, experiencing his oil, experiencing his, his truth. Nothing satisfies you in that deep contentment, in that deep place of, of fulfillment, of being full in the Lord. There's nothing else that compares to, there's nothing else that compares to it. Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 9, and this is our theme, theme scripture for this morning, and it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now to help me in the, help me in the word, I've got a certain discipline each morning. I, read, I read, made a decision to, to read the word of God for, for a minimum time frame each, each morning. And it's, it's probably one of the best decisions I think I have, I have made. And often I've woke up and often I've, I've started reading the word and, you know, it's been a bit like that sort of thing. And, 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 you know, it's been a bit like, you know, my mind's been going and all over the place. And, and um, I haven't really felt like reading the word. But, but invariably, without fail, at some stage, at some point, you know, the atmosphere shifts. At some stage, at some point, you know, I, I, I feel the, the quietness of, of the presence of God. I feel my soul being quietened. I feel my mind be quietened. I feel God's presence with me. And I know he's always with me, but there's a sense that he's, he's with me. And, and from that time, God, God shows me things in his word and there's clarity and, 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 he, and he gives me ideas and inspiration and, and, and even having la a laugh and joy about things, you know. And, and, but the essence of that is life, experiences life. And so I can go from, you know, reading the Word and, and just doing it as a bit of a discipline to, at some stage, reading the Word and, and afterwards being like, you know, I'm so glad I read the Word this morning. You know, I'm, I'm so glad that I actually read the Word because I, I, just, feel, I just feel so full and, and, and so blessed and, and I, I just feel like the, the Word's within me. I just feel like God's with me. I just... I've just had a, a quietness that's come over my soul. I've just had a, had a, God's just blessed me. I just feel full and I'm just like, I'm so glad that I, I, read, the, I read the word. And many times, um, I love coming here. I love coming here on Sundays and, and, and coming to church on Sundays. And, but there's many times uh, over the past where my good friend um, Simon would say, you know, like, um, shivers. I'm feeling feeling a bit dusty this morning, and not not hungover dusty, but just dusty in terms of weary and and, and tired and 
and ah, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I want to go, and, and, but there's been something within me, there's been, there's been something within me, which, you know, the Holy Spirit within me, just drawing me and, and encouraging me to, to go, and I, I go to church, I might feel, I might have felt, you know, a bit bad about myself, or uh, bad about my, uh, how, how, how things are going, but I, I get to church, and, uh, you know, I'm worshiping with the saints, and I'm with my family, with my brothers and sisters in Christ, and, and, and at some stage in the service, and, it's, and after, the, after the church service, I'm like, I'm so glad I went to church this morning. I'm so, I just, I feel so full. I feel so blessed. I feel like, God, I just feel like I'm just blessed and full by, by going. So starting out, not wanting to go, and then going. There's other times where um, Tracy and I are now running a connect group for church, and we ran one a number of years ago now. Um, and uh, there were times where Wednesday would come, and it would be like, Oh, connect groups on. Oh, you know, it's the last thing I feel like doing. People are coming around. Oh, great. You know, and it was just like, like, I can't be bothered. But I'll tell you what, we obviously, one, we had no choice. You know, we committed to it because it's in our house. But, but two, like, oh, we could have canceled, I suppose. But two, People come round and it's like it's like shivers. I've got I don't have much prepared. <laughs> I don't have much prepared tonight. But it's like at some stage in the connect group and after the connect group, I'm like I'm so glad I had connect group uh, tonight. I, I just I'm so glad. I just feel so blessed and so inspired and and, and so blessed by prayer and, and worship and fellowship one another. And and the thing is that God's ways are not our ways. You know, God's thinking is high, God's ways are higher than our ways, and His thinking is higher than our thinking. And if we would just commit to His ways and, and faithfulness, you know, God will bring a reward. He'll bring fulfillment. He'll bring a blessing over our life, despite how we feel or what's going on in our lives. God is faithful, and, and He will bring about His goodness and, and His blessing and His grace in our lives. You know, it could be um, times where I've, I've, I've been to ring, I'm going to ring someone or go and see someone or, or just whatever. And it's just like, I just can't be bothered, you know. But I just know God's calling me to do it. And, and, and just afterwards, I'm, I'm so glad I went and caught up with that person because the blessing of the Lord is there. And, and he blesses us. There was last, last year... Um, I went to my son's Hamish's uh, swimming lesson, and um, I met my wife, my Tracy, there, and we went and watched our son Hamish do a swimming lesson. And um, I'm, I'm a funeral director um, by trade, and if you didn't know that, this, this will make sense in terms of the context of that. So I just felt like I better disclaim that um, before I go on with this thing. Sorry, but um, I was feeling a bit emotional. We, we had a, a, a lady that came into our care at work who was in her 40s, and I found out that she was actually the mother of uh, a young lad that I, I mentored from about the age of 12 throughout his teenage years, um, weekly or fortnightly. And, and I, I realized after the fact, and I was pretty um, emotional about it. And uh, I went to, I went to um, Hamish's swimming lesson, and I was sort of on the cusp of emotion, but I could feel the presence of the Lord close and um, as, as, as Hamish was getting into the pool, um, we, we walked with him, and he got into the little kid's pool, 
and, uh, and Tracy goes, oh, that little boy next to him, he's, he's from Richmond View School. And Hamish um, got in, and this little, his little RBS buddy goes, oh, hi, Hamish. And I just thought, oh, bless that little tacker, because I was feeling a bit nervous for Hamish, and, you know, he's just starting, you know, he's just new to swimming lessons and things. And, and um, then at some stage in the lesson, uh, they did that thing where they um, hold the flutterboard, and they keep their arms out, and they, they're kicking and kicking, and they go from one end to the other. And Tracy and I were, were watching Hamish, and, um, and Hamish being Hamish, he was kicking and kicking hard, and, but he was just veering off a little bit to the side. And we noticed that his little RBS buddy got to the end of the pool, um, before, probably first or at least before Hamish. And, and what, I saw, what I saw next was, was probably one of the most profound things I think I have, I have seen, ever seen. And so Hamish was veering off, veering off to the side, and this little RVS buddy noticed it, and he, and he walked back, his RVS buddy walked up his lane that he'd just come from, walked up his lane, and uh, went alongside Hamish, who was about halfway up the pool, and, and just, just very, very gently just grabbed his flutterboard without a fuss, without Hamish noticing it, and just very gently just guided him to the end of the pool. And um, Hamish recognises at the end of the pool, and he, and he stands up with his goggles on, he's like, and... And, and, and Tracy and I are like, but he, he had no idea of what this little boy had, had, had did. And, um, and this little boy, you know, once Hamish got there, this little boy was sort of looking around like he'd just made it too. He didn't say anything. The swimming instructor uh, didn't see him do it. She was down the other end, but I saw it. And I just thought, you know, what a picture of the kingdom of God, you know. What an amazing picture of the kingdom of God. One in, in selflessly uh, serving one another and not letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing and not blowing your own trumpet when you serve and bless one another. But more than that, just the emphasis on the hand of God directing us in our lives, constantly bringing us back to him, constantly bringing us on path, constantly bringing us in line with him, the beautiful and wonderful hand of God, his providence and his sovereignty and his favor. I often talk when I get the opportunity to, to speak, I often talk about the grace of God and his grace being sufficient and he's with us and that. But also there's the hand of God, the hand of God that comes on us as we put our faith and trust in Christ, the hand of his favor and his sovereignty and his, and his providence. And, and he goes before us and prepares a way, but he doesn't just go before us and leave us. He comes, he walks with us through that way. And it's the wonderful hand of God, you know, there's, in God's ways, there's, there's a paradox, and there's a seemingly contradictory way about, about God, you know, we can be sorrowful yet rejoicing, you know, we can be um, mourning and yet comforted and, and blessed, we can be weak yet strong, we can, we can um, yeah, we can, we can be without hope and in, in darkness, and then the light of God comes, you know, we can be suffering, yet resurrection life. He, he makes a way where there seems to be no way. He makes springs out of a wilderness and dry land. He turns valleys of that, that are dead and, and dry into valleys and doorways of hope in our life. It's the wonderful, amazing paradox 
of God. And the way I look at it, it's like two threads that are coming together, his ways, that, that are threading together and creating a beautiful garment of color and picture. And his ways come together. The, the paradox of his ways is, is we're weak yet strong, sorrowful yet rejoicing, going out sighing with tears, and yet coming back reaping uh, with, with joy. And, and, and God his ways are beyond our ways. His thinking is higher than our, our thinking. And as these two, as, as his ways come together in beautiful threads, it creates this wonderful garment of color and, and picture of God's goodness, which is a depth of a garment of praise to the glory of God. Garment of praise to the glory of God. He works all things together for good for those who love him, those who are called according to his purpose. God makes everything beautiful in his time in the book of Ecclesiastes. And I want to encourage you that actually in due time, in due season, at the right time, God will move and God will work in your life. He knows what he's doing. He does a work within and he does a work through you. And at due time, at the right time, God will move in your life. You can be encouraged by that as you remain faithful to him.